Hi, I'm Mark Young from Sure. For this Louder Magazine report, I spoke with the English session musician Carol Jarvis at the Very Noisy London podcast show. Fortunately, the interview was recorded with the Sure SM7B, the podcaster's microphone of choice. We spoke about her new EP and her brand new podcast. Carol Jarvis is next. Carol, thanks so much for joining me here today at the London Podcast Show. Lovely to be here. Uh, when we were thinking people to interview here, your name came up as the perfect podcast guest. Not only are you an accomplished session musician who's played with the likes of Sting and Amy Winehouse, but you're also a successful voiceover artist and a soon-to-be podcaster. Yeah, exactly. My podcast has literally just launched. Okay, great. Let's plug it right straight out of the gate here. What's it called? It's called In My Veins. What's it about and where can we find it? Well, it's exclusively on Spotify because I'm using their music and talk type of podcast. So you can actually insert lots of music without worrying about the copyrights and uh, licensing and stuff. And it's all about um, interviewing lots of guests. I've got some great guests lined up, all about the challenges that people have got through in their lives. Um, So for instance... I went through cancer for a long time. I fought Hodgkin's lymphoma for nine and a half years. And during that journey, I was actually told that we exhausted all avenues of treatment. And um, I was told I wasn't going to survive. So, um, and as I work as a musician and a voiceover artist, I've got all the gear and I've got a bit of a story to tell. And I wanted to sort of see what other people, what their challenges have, have been, their motivation behind it and how they got over those challenges and how life looks the other side of it. So I'm kind of tying all of my avenues of life together in this podcast, which is amazing. Reading about your battle with cancer was harrowing what you went through, but it's also incredibly inspiring how you've taken that experience and used it. For example, what you're doing, you've done motivational talks on it as well. And you're taking that into the podcast Is it going to be mostly people with ties to the music industry or is it a broad cross section of society? It's kind of both. I'm kind of starting in the music industry because that's where I am. They're the people I know. They're the contacts I've got. But also I've got guests like um, Guy Disney, MBE, um, who is the first amputee. He lost a leg in Afghanistan. Um, First amputee to uh, win a major horse race. And also the first amputee to hike to both the North Pole and the South Pole. Oh, wow! Cool. Um, and I've, I've, so, I've, and he's not a musician, but I'm obviously going to tie in music in every single episode and find out the power of music and how music kind of their soundtrack to their lives. So the music that has helped heal them, um, music they've used to keep them going in certain points, music they couldn't listen to during certain times in their lives. I mean, for instance, when I was going through my final transplant, my bone marrow transplant, I listened to one album Mm. 24-7 for six weeks in this isolation room. Can you tell us which album that was? (laughs) It was a Take That album. Oh, wow. And actually, I interviewed a a music psychologist um, that's going to be on this first season of the podcast, all about the power of music. And we got onto this subject and um, she translated that as though, well, actually, I'm I'm going back to a time in my life where when I was a teenager Mm. listening to Take Mm. That. And a time in my life where I had no worries. I had no issues, no, n- no problems in life. And so I obviously subconsciously took myself back to that point in my life to help myself through the hardest part of my life. And it worked. I mean, I'm yeah, still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, speaking of music, I want to stay in that vein, basically, and talk about your earliest musical experiences, because I wanted to know what led you to pick up the trombone rather than another instrument? I don't actually know where I saw the first trombone, but I must have seen something on TV or maybe live, I don't know. And it wasn't until I passed a music test Mm. at school and they said, well, you can choose any instrument you like, but we need an oboe in the school orchestra. Um, So I went home and asked my parents, what's an oboe? Uh, They played me some recordings and apparently I said, no way. (laughs) way. way. (laughs) Um, And I said to my dad, what's the one with that slidey arm? Oh, of course. And so he said, that's a trombone. So we managed to get hold of a cheap trombone and I just took to it like it was the best thing ever. How old were you? I was 11. Okay. All right. Because I have to admit here that I'm a fallen or failed trombonist myself. I played about when I was 10 for a year or two. And then I eventually, when I was a teenager, I switched to guitar. But yeah, so... Yeah. So I, well, I, I started on classical guitar and I switched the trombone. Okay. So I saw the light, yeah. but yeah. you didn't. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I'm still a trombone fan. <laughs> okay. I, good. I don't. Um, there's no way. It's kind of weird because it's so long ago for me. But just the you know anybody who plays like a brass instrument, you know about the lip power and those kind of things. Yeah. And and uh, there's no way I could do it now. <laughs> probably. I mean, yeah. It wouldn't work at all. But. Um, you should come along to one of the International Trombone Festivals, which I am now ooh. the president of. Wow. There you what, go. What does that d- the interna- entail? In, yeah. Well, the International Trombone Festival is kind of like the podcast show, but for trombone players. Right. Um, it's every manufacturer of every instrument and mouthpiece and trombone mute and sheet music and every accessory you can think of all under one roof. Okay. And uh, it happens in a different city in the world every year. This summer, it's going to be in Utah. Okay. In Salt Lake City. Right? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then next year, I think we're in either Canada or Latvia. We haven't quite sorted that out yet. So. Yeah, I mean, that sounds so specialized, you know, but on the other hand, I guess it's like such a tight-knit community that people will travel every year to wherever it's happening. Yeah, worldwide. Yeah. We've got artists coming from Brazil, from all over Europe, um, Scandinavia. Um, yeah, it's a really, really international event every summer. Okay. Wow. That sounds cool. I'm going to have to check that out. I yeah. don't know if I'll make it Bring to... Bring your trombone. Yeah. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> oh. I don't have it anymore, but yeah, sadly. But, um, but staying with trombone, let's talk a bit about your most recent track, In My Veins. Uh, it's about you celebrating being 10 years cancer-free. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's all about hope, basically. So I got to the point where I was told that I wasn't going to survive. Mm. And... Wow. Um, but I got through it. I beat the odds. Um, the, the statistics that were out there, just they didn't apply to me. I just kept going and I was touring. I was constantly touring during the time. I was touring with Seal and touring with Sting. And I kept flying home on days off for transplants or fusions and treatments and all sorts of uh, tests and scans and things. And then, uh, yeah, eventually the, clin- the final clinical trial I had got me to remission. And uh, I'm, I'm now here to tell the tale. So I thought 10 years in remission, yeah. it's time to write some celebratory music. <laughs> and it is, it is celebratory because what I really liked about I listened to it. And what I really liked about the track was how it maybe defies expectations for a song build is like trombone led. You know, maybe some people think of the, the sad trombone sound, right? <laughs> you know, or silly trombone or something like that. But this is a... Is it fair to describe it as a, like an up 
tempo house track. Yeah, absolutely. With an extremely confident trombone leading it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I always thought that trombone players, they kind of do, uh, they, they release classical albums or jazz albums and trombones aren't usually the front line of like a, a house or electronic yeah, track. Right. It's normally saxophone. So yeah. I was like, well, why can't trombone do that? So that's why I did it. And when was it released? 2nd of June. Okay. And the EP released um, the 4th of August. It's gotten some pretty good press already, right? I yeah, think it was, I was BBC, what was it, introducing? Or, yeah, yeah, BBC introducing yeah. selected me as their one to watch. So cool. you better watch. <laughs> <laughs> you sound extremely busy. I guess maybe somebody who's been through what you did. It was, like I said, it was harrowing reading about how, you know, you went through your treatment and not just treatment, but several different types of treatment but you just never gave up and then you even just said you were still touring as a professional musician but you know between everything so you got the ep coming out you're starting the podcast what else do you have in the works for this year or that's that's your focus those things right now there i I've, i'm always juggling so many things um i mean i can't even list them all they're my main focuses but i think i think when i was going through all the illness and i was touring the world I think in a way, subconsciously, I was kind of living my bucket list because they ah. kept telling me every time I was in hospital that I wasn't going to survive. And I was seeing the world and I was touring around with my best friends, which is kind of like, well, if you're going to, if you're going to die, then you kind of want to see the world and you kind of want to have fun and spend time with your friends and family. So I was kind of, yeah, I was, I was living my life as fast as I possibly could in however short amount of time I had. But clearly, I mean, what's very inspiring is that, you know, you're you're out of the woods, so to speak, you know, 10 years is very impressive milestone. And uh, but it's it's great to see that you haven't gotten complacent. You know, you're you're not like, OK, I've, you know, it's great. I can just hang around. You've taken those lessons or you've kept your speed, the tempo that you had back then, because you're saying I've got to live every day to the fullest and you still seem to be doing that, which, which is very impressive. So how are you applying that to like the music you're doing? Are you producing the whole track or could, maybe you could break it down a little bit how you're yeah. actually doing it? I'm working with a producer. So the two of us are sort of writing it and producing it together. He often sends through things for me to sort of have a, have a listen to, see if I can work with. And then I send him things that record a load of lines and say, is this what do you think of this? And he kind of just works with it and we, we kind of jigsaw it all together between us. And then we send it off to a mixing engineer who's based in America and then a mastering engineer who's based in Australia. Oh, wow. Um, so it's it pretty comes, international. It goes all the way around. Yeah. And, and then, then there's, it comes back to London. there's some tracks that yeah. um, I'm getting sort of uh, friends to play on. I've got a really um, good friend, uh, session guitarist. He plays on literally every single track you ever hear. Um, so he's recording on one track. We've got trumpets and uh, saxophones. Um, all sorts of friends that are session musicians 
um, that I know and work with all the time. So I'm getting them involved in some of the tracks as well, which is great. So the EP is coming out when? I think that's the 4th of August. Yeah, okay. there's two singles and then the EP. And then beyond that, there's actually going to be a remix EP. I've got all sorts of DJs and uh, producers involved in remixing and some of the tracks that are coming back are absolutely amazing. Okay. So there's going to be an EP, uh, um, uh, remix EP, and then uh, I've already got enough tracks ready for another EP next year. Uh, <laughs> so that's it's good. Yeah, exciting. You're still busy. That's good. No, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I'm going to let you get out of this extremely hot recording booth here at the London Podcast Show, but I really appreciate you taking the time to come down and speak with me. We will definitely put links to the brand new podcast and also to your latest EP, where everybody can find out what you're up to. Thank you so much. Take care. All Thank you.